0: Attention shoppers, BlendJet's Black Friday sale is on, and it's our biggest sale ever. Stock up for the holidays, because the more BlendJets you buy, the more you save. With over 50 colors and patterns to choose from, there's a BlendJet that's perfect for everyone on your list. Skip the mall madness. We've got you covered with fast, free shipping. What are you waiting for? Go to BlendJet.com and take advantage of our epic Black Friday sale. That's BlendJet.com.
1: Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to my show. Welcome to Body of Christ Real Talk. B-O-C-R-T-W 1964 Real Talk. This is Joseph Brownlee, your host. How do you do today? All right, I'm gonna get right into this. You, if you li- to all my listeners that listen to my previous podcast, uh, that was titled "Why I Stopped Celebrating Christmas," and I hope you listened to that. If you have not heard that, I recommend that you listen to that before you listen to what I'm gonna uh let you hear now. Now, what you're gonna be hearing now, and I don't know if I'm gonna play them all the way through because some of them is long-winded and some of them have pictures in it that you cannot see, but I want you to really put your ears to it. This is a, a brief history, a very detailed brief history about the beginning of Christmas, the, the history of Christmas. Now, before we go any further, I want you to understand this. When I gave you my reasons why I stopped uh, celebrating Christmas, I gave you my life of my three areas of Christmas I celebrated when it came to Santa Claus when it came to worldly aspects with the drink and the party and the get together then I talked about Jesus and everything like that. I gave you a little show synopsis of that now the reason this documentary is not the reason that I stopped. The reason that I stopped because I found out later the truth that it wasn't really all about Christ and it wasn't on Christ's birthday, the burnout and the stress that this holiday seemed to bring. It was just something within me, within my spirit. Now, the Holy Spirit didn't talk to me and said, Joseph, I got something to show you. No, I'm not saying it, but it was in my spirit, my inner man. you know, that's this this traditional holiday is not meant to be celebrated by the believer now i put emphasis on the believer okay it's not meant to be celebrated by the believer now and at the same time you have to make your own choice i came to the conclusion before this documentary now like i said before and i repeat myself i reiterate this documentary documentary just confirmed and gave me more admonition not to celebrate Christmas, you know, and then I came to my own conclusions even more, but a couple of years ago, you know, I always came to my mind, I'm not going to celebrate Christmas because this this traditional holiday really has nothing to do with Jesus. Jesus was not born on December 20th, 25th, et cetera, stuff like that. And I think, like, I don't celebrate any holidays now because most of the, all the holidays are uh, started from a pagan tradition, including the largest of them all, Christmas. So, therefore, I didn't. I didn't- hundred percent given up. But at the same time I wasn't doing no celebrating. I wasn't decorating. I wasn't looking forward to it. I wasn't making no plans. I was never I stopped doing that quite a few years ago when it came to Christmas. Cause I wasn't into Christmas anymore. I wasn't into that tradition anymore. But at the same time I might have gave someone some mainly my fiance or my son something, you know, and I think she know I didn't celebrate certain things about Christmas because I knew the real meaning. I thought the nativity and now it was a beautiful scene, but I always, or I often, tried to separate that from Christmas. You know, I often separated that from Christmas because the nativity scene, what man gave it that name, nativity scene, was just when Jesus was born, etc., like that, and different things like that. But put two and two together, to me, you know, and I even know more, and I know the history of it, just confirms. You know why I don't celebrate this holiday Now I'm not saying you guys shouldn't But I want you to understand this If you know the history of the Bible And if you know the history about paganism And when you get to listen to some of this documentary That I'm going to let you hear You come to your own conclusion Because this one I'm going to let you hear Now this young man is kind of in your face And so you might get offended If you really into Christmas But he's going to get in your face I'm going to let you hear another part in another documentary They just strictly go through the history They don't try to force you to stop They don't try to tell you you need to stop They don't try to tell you you sent it this young man might make you feel like you're sending or no, you're doing wrong. You need to stop now, but you need to come to your own conclusion. I came to mind about celebrating this holiday. It might, you might still have a reason that you should celebrate a Christmas, and I, you know, I, I understand that. But I'm saying, as a believer, do you think it would be pleasing to God? I'm not saying you're going to hell, you're going to sin, you're going to lose your salvation. But would it be pleasing to God? Also, I want you to understand the spirit of any tradition, the spirit, who's behind it. Who's behind the spirit? Because some things we can feel good about and the enemy is behind it, you know. So we need to be careful. What is our motive? Is it about us? We might say it's about the kids and it's really about us. So it's this guy say a lot of things. Now, I might not agree on everything he says, but he done his research. He done a lot of detailed research. That's why I like you all to do your own research when it comes to anything I put out there anything i put out there do your own research you know something's just common sense you just need to stop doing period you need to stop doing period but i'm just saying i have my reason about christmas became stressful it was something about christmas i just felt wasn't right you know it wasn't about jesus that's just me but this even made me make me more confirmed that okay i know I'm even further away from celebrating Christmas, but that's me. I know I keep saying "Up, this is me. What I want you to do, whoever's listening to this podcast, to listen to this documentary, do your own research, look at all sides. Because everybody go ahead their debunks and they look, at your, look at all sides. Not the feel-good sides, not your experience sides. What make you feel good? Not the cover-up, but look at the history of this tradition like you would do any other thing that you are trying to find out about. Do this with this holiday Christmas. And then you just make your own decision. Don't follow minds. Make your own. Is it pleasing to God? Is this as, is. Is this pagan worship to you? Should you continue to do Christmas, or what you're going to do about it? What should you tell your kids, or you just going to ignore it? All this is up to you. Like I said, this guy is straight out in your face. Some people need that, and some people won't be able to handle it. But like I said, you know, it's on you. So let's let's get this going right now. You know, I might not go through all of them, so listen carefully of some of the points he's hitting and tradition. Some of them is his opinion about what God feel about that. But when it comes to paganism, you know, God hates paganism. God hates pagan traditions, period. You just, it. So that's no sugarcoating that at all. You know that. So just don't get offended of how he's talking, you know, as far as that. So let's go for a Let me just shut up and just let you listen to it yourself. All right, here we go. <laughs>
2: what if you were shown that what you believe to be christmas in your mind is not really what christmas is in reality what if i proved to you that christmas was surreptitiously subjoined to christianity with the delusive intent to have those that follow Christianity to inadvertently worship Satan. What if it was shown to you that you've been systematically induced into partaking yearly in this satanic ritual called Christmas and that you are responsible for empowering demon forces and you don't even know it. Sounds sounds crazy, right? I know. But nothing is ever what it really seems to be. You see, the problem is you don't ask questions. You just go with the flow, right? You've been taught to just do as others do. You've been programmed to go with the program. For example... Let me ask you a question. Why do you bring a tree in your house on December 25th? What does that signify? What does it mean? What is the reason you do it? The answer is you don't know. Let me ask you another one. What is... The reason that you take that same tree that you don't know why you brought in your house and you deck it with silver, with gold, and various other ornaments. What does it mean? Why do you do it? The answer is, you don't know. What is the reason you put that star on the top of that tree for? What does it mean? You don't know. What are you kissing somebody under a mistletoe for? You don't know. So now, with that being said, what you need to do is sit down and lend me your ear for a few minutes so you can understand why you do these things.
1: You can get the... Now, before we get going, just what I mean is some things he's throwing out there and he's already accusing or sobbing that some of you guys don't know why you do certain things. Now, I don't know that and he don't know that. I know he's going in everything because like some of you might know about these traditions and some of you might not. So if you already know about it, don't get offended. If you don't know about it, continue to listen to what he has to say because to say that you're worshiping Satan and, and if you're doing these things and because you might not know you are, but the ones that know the traditional things of the background of Christmas and you continue to do it anyway without caring, then that's something to think about. And you, It's almost like you are worshiping Satan because you know it's of Satan if you look at it that way. But you, he cannot say that about Everybody. But this is just me. I'm trying to help you all guys out. So I don't want you to think this is me talking. This is what his opinion is. But what he's gonna be throwing out there some straight out, you know, truth serums. But you just understand, you know, some people, you know, they say certain things in a way that you might say, Well, you can't say i like that I worship or say that make you mad, but you can't have things thin skin when you listen to certain programs or documentaries because everybody approaches it in a different way. I'm also going to give you a taste of another documentary where they don't straight-up throw it in your face but they just let you listen to the history and you make your decision, okay? So I wanted to get that out there, right?
2: Get the origin of these things and then you can consciously decide If you want to continue doing it or if you want to do away with it. Correct. Because you have been naively beguiled into worshiping Satan. And I'm going to show you exactly how Satan infiltrated Christianity with Christmas.
1: Pay attention. I'm listening closely.
2: The festivals of Rome are innumerable, but five of the most important may be singled out for elucidation. Viz. Christmas Day, Lady Day, Easter, the Nativity of St. John, and the Feast of Assumption. Each and all of these can be proved to be Babylonian. And first, as to the festival in honor of the birth of Christ, or Christmas, how comes it that the festival was connected with the 25th of December? There is not a word in the scripture about the precise day of his birth or the time of year when he was born. What is recorded there implies that at what time soever his birth took place, it could not have been on the 25th of December. December 25th stems all the way back to the beginning of civilization in ancient Babylon. Uh, During the winter solstice, according to mythology, that's the day when the sun began to regain its dominion and begin to conquer the night. Because during the winter solstice, that's the period when the night is at its longest extent throughout the whole year. And the day shone for the shortest amount of time throughout the whole year. So in a sense, there's this type of mythological battle going on between the sun and night. So what succeeded the winter solstice was a gradual increase of the sun going from its lowest point all the way up until the summer solstice where it goes into its highest point. So the pagans back then took that as a sign that the sun was beginning to regain dominance over the night and they begin to make deities out of it. So, for instance, you have the Egyptian god, Horus, who was born on the winter solstice of December 25th. Uh, You have the Greek god, Helios, who was born on the winter solstice of December 25th. You have the Greco-Roman god, um, Apollo, who was born on December 25th. You got the Hindu god, Mithra, who also was born on December 25th. And you got the demon of all demons, the deity named after Nimrod, Baal, who after Nimrod's death, he was deified by his mother, Semiramis, and turned and claimed that he became the sun god. He also was born on December 25th.
1: Now, that's some truths I did not know about, okay? And the reason I am keep stopping because I'm not going to play it all and everything because I want you to listen to part of another documentary. These documentaries, I'm going to tell you how to get them and you listen to the whole thing yourself. But these are five different pagan gods. Now, this is pre-Christ. What I mean is this is before the birth of Christ. But if you heard him, all these celebrations of these different five gods, including Nimrod, you know, the pagan gods were celebrated on December twenty-fifth. Did you hear that part? Now this is before the birth of Christ. Remember the birth of Christ is supposed to have been on December 25th. You know that that's not true. But where he's going, and this is his this is all in an encyclopedias and all this stuff, call it hidden truth, these five gods he named were celebrated. Now these mythical gods. You know, they spiritual mythical gods, but they were celebrated between December 1st and December 25th, December 25th. In other words, all these pagan gods, even before Christ was born, was celebrated on December 25th, all these demonic pagan gods that is something to get in
0: zone auto
1: welcome to AutoZone. what are you working on today i think
0: my battery's dead with free battery testing and charging we can help you get back on the road get in zone. so what if i need a new one no problem we have the
1: right battery for your car starting at only 89.99 get in
0: zone, auto-
1: and what about my old battery we can recycle it right here at America's number one battery
0: destination. Get in the zone. Auto zone. Restrictions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com.
2: It's my little escape.
0: Now Judy's the life of the party.
2: Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon.
0: Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs>
1: December 25th was celebrated by pagan gods before Jesus was born. Make you want to say, hmm, doesn't it? Let me let you hear a little bit more. Okay, here we go.
2: The scholars know and all the elite know that December 25th has always been used as a pagan day to conjure up spirits and demons. It's always been used that way. So now what they did was take the Bible and infiltrated, and then put the name Christ over it and got the whole world conjuring up spirits and empowering demons on December 25th when it has nothing to do with the birth of Christ at all. At the time that the angel announced his birth to the shepherds of Bethlehem, they were feeding their flocks by night in the open fields. Now, no doubt the climate of Palestine is not so severe as the climate of this country, but even there... Though the heat of day be considerable, the cold of the night from December to February is very piercing. And it was not the custom for the shepherds of Judea to watch their flocks in the open fields later than about the end of October. What the Bible does say is that during the time of Christ's birth, the shepherds were outside feeding the flocks and grazing them by nighttime. And anybody in their right mind would tell you that there's no way shepherds are going to be outside in the dead of winter grazing flock in the blistering cold. The Bible does not substantiate a winter birth because there's no way the shepherds would be outside grazing flock in the, the dead of winter when it's blistering cold. I stay in Florida where they have mild winters And there's no way, even in the wintertime, I'm going to be outside in the middle of the night grazing the flock. And I have sheep. There's no way I'm going to go out there and be grazing the flock. They're going to have to wait until the morning. At the birth of Christ, every woman and child was to go to be taxed at the city where to they belonged. Whether some had long journeys, but the middle of winter was not fitting for such a business, especially for women with child and children to travel in. Therefore, Christ could not have been born in the depth of winter. And during the time of Christ's birth, Mary and Joseph had to go back to their city to be taxed. The Romans had set up uh, publicans all throughout the land of Israel to, to have the Israelites come and pay tribute to them. And there's no way in the world that the Romans would have set up a taxation time during the dead of winter, because back then they didn't have cars and stuff where you can jump in with a heater. People had to walk and had to go out um, however means necessary, but they didn't have heaters with them. So in the dead of winter, when it's blistering cold, that would not be a beneficial and an appropriate time to have people come all the way back to get taxed in their own cities. Zondervan Bible Compact Dictionary, Christmas, the anniversary of the birth of Christ and its observance celebrated by most Protestants and by Roman Catholics on December 25th, by Eastern Orthodox Churches on January 6th, and by the Armenian Church on January 19th. The first mention of its observance on December 25th is in the time of Constantine, about AD 325. The date of Christ's birth is not known. The scholars themselves know that Christ was not born on December 25th. They know that for a fact. That's factual to them. But what they what, what happens is the government sets up preachers to go out and tell you some fabricated lie and have you teaching and participating in satanic rituals while they sitting back twirling their thumbs.
1: Now, what he said about that, the government got preachers out there teaching his people. In other words, the government know themselves that December 25th is a pagan holiday. They know it's not Jesus' birth. But, you know, it's a money program. They make a lot of money and, you know, the retailers make a lot of money. This is what I'm saying. But what he is saying that uh, the government send preachers out there the preach this false teaching. Now, how true it is, I don't know. I, I don't know. He's throwing it out there. Maybe he knows something I don't know. But I don't know this. So don't take everything he's saying as a grain of salt. Look at the history and do your own research about what he's saying. Not so much of his pushing, saying uh, what the government, now the government does a lot of evil things. And that's probably true what they do. But preachers do a lot of things themselves on their own without the government, because Satan uses a realm of the government and false teachers out there. And he showed a picture of Creflo Dollar and all that stuff. So, you know, I don't if you when you see this video yourselves, I want you to just go back and research his history. Don't look so much of the pictures, the pictures and the photos and what he's saying, what the government is doing that could be true. And it might be true. It might be more true than the speculation. But we, when we talk about this, we do speculate a lot and we assume, but I don't want you to get caught up on that. Just listen to the history of Christmas, OK, not his speculation. OK, that's all I'm trying to say. Trying to be fair here.
2: Because they know that they they know the truth already. And while you over there conjuring up demons, they sitting back laughing, enjoying it and, and getting power. Constantine himself knew when he set it up that Christ was not born on December 25th. He knew that he knew that it was a pagan ritual that was passed down from the Babylonians to the Egyptians. the Greeks all the way down to the Romans and that he, all he was going to do was compile it together and have all the Christians thinking that they worship in Christ when he knew good and well that it had nothing to do with the birth of Christ. The governmental system today knows that it has nothing to do with Christ, but they're not going to say anything. They they write it in the books, but they're not going to say anything because you are conjuring up spirits and given power to the demonic forces that rule the earth. How then did the Romish church fix on December the 25th as Christmas day? Why thus long before the fourth century and long before the Christian era itself, a festival was celebrated among the heathen at that precise time of the year in honor of the birth of the son of the Babylonian queen of heaven.
1: Now you heard, what he just said, and this was something new to me because I didn't know anything about this. I didn't know about all this pagan celebration uh, with emphasis on December 25th of pagan gods. See, this tells you how clever Satan is. Satan is fooled the whole world of thinking Putting our mind focused on December 25th as Jesus' birth. But what he's gonna tell you now through history, you can look this stuff up yourself. You ain't gotta take his word for it. Just look the stuff up yourself, you know that December 25th just didn't come out of nowhere. December 25th just wasn't something because it's not in the Bible. The Bible doesn't talk about Jesus being born on the 25th at all. Okay? Man made up the tradition. Man came up with this number. It started in the Roman Catholic. It started way before the Roman Catholic Church. They just borrowed it from the pagans because the pagans always used December 25th. So you see how the dots are connected? Now when it comes to traditionally Jesus being been born on the 25th of December December, It was never proven. Nothing that was never proven, but the gods were celebrated on those days. But well, let me let him finish it. Now I'm going to go to another documentary and give you a little taste of that.
2: During the time of the Romans, they had a celebration during the same time of the year in December called the Saturnalia, where they would walk around and give each other gifts sing songs, and have a bunch of orgies, a freak fest. This was, it started out with two days from December 17th to December 19th. Then it was extended to a week. So the Romans of antiquity were already celebrating Christmas before they knew anything about a Christ. The difference is they were celebrating and worshiping the Babylonian god Nimrod reincarnated as Tammuz. They changed the name to to Saturn. It's the same God. Deified as the sun God. And they was paying homage and worshiping him at that time. Before they had heard anything about a Christ. And if you know anything about history, Rome is the one who branched off and gave everyone their religion. Rome, that's where your Christian church comes from. That's where your Catholicism comes from. The Protestants, the Baptists, all those stem from pagan Rome. And that's where you get your Christmas from. They were celebrating Christmas before they heard anything about a Christ. They was already celebrating Christmas. And it may fairly be presumed that in order to conciliate the heathen and to swell the number of the nominal adherents of Christianity, the same festival was adopted by the Roman church giving it only the name of Christ. This tendency on the part of Christians to meet paganism halfway was very early developed. Uh, during
1: now, before I let him finish, uh, I'm just give you a head start where he's going. Now, this pagan tradition started by the Roman church, uh, Constantine. He was one of the Roman emperors, that much I know, to, to, to appease the pagans, or to make the pagans feel better, because they was already celebrating their sun god on December 25th, which is Saturn, you know, which is Saturn, and uh, they was already celebrating uh, the sun god on the December 25th, so too, and uh, uh, many people believe that Constantine was a Christian, which he wasn't, I don't believe, was a Christian. He was trying to appease the pagans and the Christians. So, therefore, the pagans didn't want to celebrate uh, a Christian tradition then. This is after Christ. Remember, the pagan celebration on the 25th before Christianity, it was before Christ. It wasn't called Christians, remember, so that's another story. But before the believers, let me just put it that way, that pagan celebration started On December 12th, it went through December 1st all the way all the way to January 6th, but the main date was December 25th, if I'm hearing him correctly. Okay? That celebration was December 25th and all those celebrations that most people celebrate Christmas today was already being done back before Christ was born. Did you know that? Probably not. All the traditions that mostly Christmas, and I'm, I'm going to get into some stuff on some of the other documents, and there's some other stuff that I know the, the ornaments, the mistletoe, the logs, all that stuff is pagan. They just switched it. See what well, what he's going to get into now, and uh, he's going to show you how the celebration of Saturn, just to make the pagans uh, feel good, they changed Saturn to Christ. So they made Christ put in the front of Saturn and that's what the Christmas came. And that's how Christmas came today. It's disguised as a celebration for Jesus. See, Santa Claus and all that other pagan stuff came later, but it's always been pagan. But before Christ and then when Christ was born, Constantine tried to make the uh, pagans the Christians feel good by putting Christ's name in that. He tried to appease both the pagans and the Christians. Sort of sound like to me. Interesting stuff. Let's get let, let me finish here.
2: During the time of the Roman Emperor Constantine, uh, Christianity had already been hijacked already. So, Constantine had a diabolic plan to gain converts and to have all people come together under Christianity. But a lot of the pagans of Rome didn't want to come under uh, the, the, um, the guidelines of Christianity at that time. So Constantine devised a plan and said, you know what? Don't worry about it. You like that Saturnalia? You don't have to give that up. We're going to incorporate that together with Christianity. And we're gonna call it Christmas. So therefore we can have the best of both worlds. We can
1: have You see how he said that he said he explained it better than me. Their celebration of Saturnalia, the pagan worship of their sun god Saturn. The uh the pagans did not want to worship the Christian belief or their Christian Christ. Christian Christ means anointing what the their Christian Jesus. So uh Constantine, the Emperor of Rome, all has come down to Rome now. Constantine, the emperor of Rome, you know, uh, what they call it? Uh, Compromise both Christians and pagans. Okay, you don't have to give up your Saturnalia pagan worship. We'll just put Christ in front of Saturn and change your Saturnalia mass worship to Mass, and they put christ that's where the name christ come from christ the mass is the real name and we just named it christmas but it's christ the mass so they put jesus face the name up there and they changed that pagan name to uh in other words saturn mass to Christ Mass. that's where that name christmas came from interesting stuff here okay deep let me continue
2: We can have you still worshiping the God of Saturn, but all we'll do is we're going to put the face of Christ over it. And when the pagans heard that, they're like, well, we're on board then. If we can still continue to do Saturnalia, then we have no problem joining forces with the Christians because Saturnalia was the way that uh, Christmas is uh, celebrated today. That's how large of a scale Saturnalia was. It was one of the, it was the, the most prominent festival of the Romans back then. So, and we find Tertullian, even in his day, about the year 230, bitterly lamenting the inconsistency of the disciples of Christ in this respect and contrasting it with the strict fidelity of the pagans to their own superstitions. By us, says he... Who are strangers to the Sabbaths and new moons and festivals once acceptable to God, the Saturnalia, the Feast of January, the Brumalia, and Matronalia are now frequented. Gifts are carried to and fro. New Year's Day presents are made with din, and sports and banquets are celebrated with uproar. Oh, how much more faithful are the heathen to their religion! who take special care to adopt no solemnity from the Christians. Upright men strive to stem the tide, but in spite of all their efforts, the apostasies went on till the church, with the exception of a small remnant, was submerged under pagan superstition.
1: That's deep. You see the mask. You see the mask now what he is saying according to history you can look at i, I you know i keep saying lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky
0: lucky in line at the deli
1: i guess ah in my dentist's office
0: No purchase necessary. boy were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: And let's list this up yourself. According to history, this is the real beginning of crystals. And I'm going to another documentary that you hear, hear no, another person side. It came out in 1999. I want you to listen to it. I'm not going to say what it is or what she's talking about, but they got, a, they got another hit on this. Uh, about this doctor, i let you go. And that's all I'm going to say about that. You know, you go from there. But what he just said, this all started in Rome, this pagan tradition that we call Christmas today, basically had nothing to do with Christ from the beginning, had nothing to do with Christ. They use Christ's name to appease the pagans. So the pagans say, okay, since we could still celebrate our Saturnalia and our sun gods or gods plural, just changing it to Christmas and whatever like that, to, so both sides can be pleased, our side and Christianity, we're going to converge them together and just call it Christian. By, so when Christians celebrate, in other words, certain traditions, whatever that we celebrate, it's just like a cover up, like Satan does today. It's just like a cover-up. So what he's saying, Christmas is just a mass for the pagan devil worship. So Christmas never was about Christ. It's about Saturn. It's about Beelzebub. It's about the pagan gods. So that's a deep thing. you got to think about the true tradition of Christmas. Some documentaries told you about St. Nicholas and, you know, Odin and stuff like that, which I'm going to get into about the other side. But it's so much pagan and gray area, like I said, in my first uh podcast about Christmas so I don't feel bad at not celebrating Christmas no more I didn't even know about all this because I stopped before then but this just confirmation for me to just say no I don't know I can't be celebrating this because I know too much now (laughs) it's almost like the mafia or something where you know too much and you still get into and you still do it and you still do it you know you are guilty. You you are part of the problem. Now, he's saying all of this conjure up evil spirits. Yes, they did back in the past when they done these pagan worships. They conjured up spirits. But now it's masked up in Christmas now with the celebrations. It was more raucous and more, you know, Sodom and Gomorrah like then. When they were Christmas was wild. Let me just put it that way. Even when it changed, it was wild. It was whoredom. It was, it was evil, wicked. Christmas was never beautiful. It was wicked because it was paganism. You know, and it's a longer story after they had to try to make it better and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And there was a fight, you know, within trying to make it better. But I'm going to let him say a little bit more Then I'm going to go to a little, another short documentary that you go from there. But I just wanted to hear about the five gods and December 25th was always mentioned, but about pagan gods. Christ wasn't the first one. When it came to December 25th, it was pagan gods that was celebrated on December 25th. You know, and they just talk Jesus' name and use Jesus' name and choose to be able to December 25th as well to please the pagans and Christians, whatever, okay?
2: Christianity had already been infiltrated heavily by Satan. They already started changing the day of worship. They switched it from the Sabbath day, which is Friday sundown to Saturday sundown, and they changed it to Sunday, the Romans did. Another pagan, That I already knew about. The Most High commanded to worship on the Sabbath day, and that's what they did, the Israelites did, during the time of Christ, pre-Constantine. And they end up changing it and adding pagan days to it, which is Sunday, the worship of the sun. Um, they had already started switching up the doctrines, and there was a few good men that were actually left that upheld the actual true doctrine of christ in its true essence and after a while so much paganistic rituals and customs flooded in christianity that the the men who actually upheld the original doctrine they ended up getting flooded out because the pagans already overflowed the christian uh, church that christmas was originally a pagan festival is beyond all doubt the time of year and the ceremonies with which it is still celebrated, prove its origin. In Egypt, the son of Isis, the Egyptian title for the Queen of Heaven, was born at this very same time, about the time of the winter solstice. The very name by which Christmas is popularly known among ourselves, Yule Day, proves at once its pagan and Babylonian origin. Yule is the child deed named for an infant or little child, and its 25th of December was called by our pagan Anglo-Saxon ancestors, Yule Day, or the Child's Day. And the night that preceded it, Mother Night, long before they came in contact with Christianity, that sufficiently proves its real character.
1: Now, you really need to just watch this whole video, you know, visually, because he's going to get into the origin of the Christmas candles. See, everything about Christmas has a pagan background. The candles, the mistletoe, the wreaths, the Christmas tree, the logs, the decorations, all that has a pagan background, even before Christ. It's a long history story about Christmas. So when you think about Christmas, I like to say sometimes I I like to say it's satanist because it never did have anything to do with Christ. Never had anything to do with Christ. They even tried to mix in when the Santa Claus thing came in, whether it was from Olden or whatever like that. That's another history you need to hear about is. You know, basically, they mix Santa Claus uh, and—the reason it's a mixture of Santa Claus and the reindeer and Christ is appeasement on both sides. That's what it looks like to me. But paganism always overtook the activity scene and the teachings of Christ. Because remember, it never was about Christ anyway. Jesus was just used. He was just used. They just used his name. But it was always about paganism. It never was about, let me say that again. According to these teachings, this young man is teaching and the history, Christmas never was about Christ. It's about Satan. It's about Saturn. You listen to the name Saturn, Satan. It's about Saturn. They just changed the name to Christmas. It used to be Saturn, Mass, Centennial, became Christmas. So I always remember, it never was about Jesus. When they used to make Xmas, it, they said, we got to put Jesus back in Christ. Jesus never was in Christmas anyway. It was Saturn. See, it was all set up, the master plan of Satan, like they do today, like the government do today, like like what's happening today, how they set up with the vaccines and different things like that. It's it, it's, it's, it's very demonic, And we've been celebrating this holiday for hundreds and hundreds of years years in America and other places but here in America. But it's been going on thousands and thousands of years before Christ was born, this celebration, this type of paganism been going on. People don't even know that today, you know. So I'm going to listen to a little bit more than I'm going to stop and I'm going to let you hear something else. The Christmas the candles.
2: candles in some parts of England lighted on Christmas Eve and used so long as the festive season lasts were equally lighted by the pagans on the eve of the festival of the Babylonian God to do honor to him. For it was one of the distinguishing particularities of his worship to have lighted wax candles on his altar. The lighting of the candles... When you and your family are all getting together, smiling, lighting candles. Yes, that means something to an ancient Babylonian custom commemorating and worshiping the birth of Nimrod. Satan himself. See, people think these customs just popped up out of thin air when they've been around all the way since the beginning of time. And they have overflowed and found their way and crawled their way down into modern day society today. It's the same customs just being repeated and another name masked over it. Back then it was Babylon. Today it's mass with Christ. It's the same exact custom. Same ritual. Same custom. Same worship. Same exact God.
1: This is about the Christmas tree. Christmas
2: tree. Another paganistic custom and ritual that stems all the way back to ancient Babylon. It's the same exact God that worked his way all the way through and made his way all the way up to Christianity. It's the same exact deity. Most Christians don't even know that the Christmas tree is in the Bible. God condemns dealing with the Christmas tree it's an abomination he tell you not to deal with it any Christian that has read the Bible the reason you don't know it's in the Bible is because you've never read the Bible most Christians never read the Bible
1: because if they did they would know they're not supposed to be dealing with I always say, now, I understand his point, you know. Like I say, he can he can say some things and, you know, and then don't take it as he's talking about every Christian, but sometimes you need to reiterate what he means. Okay, my point, I always have a point. It's better to study the Bible than just read it. I like to say it this way, different than him. Most Christians don't study the Bible, let alone read it. Most Christians do not study the Bible because even if you read it, The Bible, without studying, you don't understand it most of the time, especially if you're reading the King James. You don't understand it all the time, but if you study it, you can find more things or someone can teach you how to study. So when he said most Christians don't read the Bible, that's partially true. A lot of Christians read the Bible. A lot of Christians, a lot of Christians read the Bible. Their problem is not reading it. Their problem is they don't study it and they don't know how to study it. And that's, that's the real issue right there. So he's somewhat correct on that.
2: Dealing with a Christmas tree, or any other type of tree putting ornaments and putting presents underneath it, you would know that it was an ancient custom and a heathenistic custom and a paganistic custom and a satanic worship and Luciferian doctrine. Jeremiah 10 and verse 1. Hear ye the word which the Lord speaketh unto you, O house of Israel. Thus saith the Lord, learn not the way of the heathen and be not dismayed at the signs of heaven. For the heathen are dismayed at them. For the customs of the people are vain. For one cutteth a tree out of the forest, the work of the hands of the workmen with the axe. They deck it with silver silver. And with gold. They fastened it with nails and with hammers that it moved not. The Christmas tree, now so common among us, was equally common in pagan Rome and pagan Egypt. In Egypt, that tree was the palm tree. In Rome, it was the fir. The palm tree denoting the pagan Messiah as Baal Tamar the fir referring to him as Baal Barith the mother of Adonis the sun god and great mediatorial divinity was mystically said to have been changed into a tree so early Rome uh, denoted the palm tree as Baal Tamar and the fir tree as Baal Barith which when you understand anything about religious origin you'll know that these are all the same gods they stem from the, stem from the same gods Back in ancient Babylon, the worship of Nimrod, reincarnated after he died when he was deified by his mother, Semiramis. He became known as Baal and then became known as Baal-zebub or Belzebub. And when you read the Bible, that's the highest ranking demon in the demonic forces. Luke 11, verse 15 but some of them said he casteth out devils through Beelzebub, the chief of the devils. He's the head chief demon of all the legions underneath him. So when you have this tree in your house, the Christmas tree, you're dealing on a high level of satanic worship. Whether you know it or not, you're dealing directly with Satan himself by participating in that satanic ritual that you do yearly. You conjuring up spirits right there. You, you, you conjuring direct, that's, that tree is the direct porthole to Satan himself, the bells above. The Christmas tree, as has been stated, was generally at Rome a different tree, even the fir. But the very same idea as was implied in the palm tree was implied in the Christmas fir. For that covertly symbolized the newborn God as Baal Berith, Lord of the Covenant, and thus shadowed forth the perpetuity and everlasting nature of his power. Not that after having fallen before his enemies, he had risen triumphant over them all. Therefore, the 25th of December, the day that was observed at Rome as the day when the victorious God reappeared on earth, and held at the Natalis Invictus Solus, the birthday of the unconquered sun. Now the Yule Log is the dead stock of Nimrod, deified as the sun god, but cut down by his enemies. The Christmas tree is Nimrod Redivivus, the slain god come to life again. So the Yule Log is a representation of Nimrod being chopped down, his death.
1: Now he's going to break down, you know, many traditions we didn't practice anyway when it came to Christmas. That Christmas, but this one of the traditions of burning the logs and the fireplace is also a type of a devil worship, according to what he's teaching in history. What the pagans was using They see everything tradition that we celebrated in Christmas, most of us, was already celebrated in the pagan world. So, it, Christmas was not created in America. Christmas was it never was about the birth of Jesus. It was about paganism. It was just used Jesus' name was used. Christ, they came up with the birth on the December 21st, 25th, masking and mimicking the God's birth, the, the five different gods that was also on December 25th. So, that's where that December 25th came from, when it came about Jesus. Okay.
2: Then you put the yule logs into the fire. Most people don't do that part of the ritual because most you had don't have a fireplace to put it in. If you got money in your own place and an actual fireplace, those are the ones that might that partake into that ritual. Then after that.
0: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: Then on Christmas Day represents the reincarnation of Nimrod, which is the tree, the Christmas tree with the presents underneath it. Because the legend has it that after Nimrod was reincarnated, he'd come in the in the nighttime and leave presents underneath the tree. So it's a
1: whole now did you know that? see, I did not know that myself. see all this stuff i, I I'm like this I know I keep interrupting but i, I have to get this to I'm like this when I hear this thing, i I have to research and I got to hear different sides. I have to keep checking this out and everything Because I, I you got to remember we celebrated Christmas since we was birth. Since, uh, since we was birthed, since by birth, since we was little, we celebrated this powerful holiday. Now, to find out that this holiday is satanic, it's paganism, you know, you have to dig more because you want to make sure because this is just not a holiday that most people can say, I- I'm going to stop doing. Why? Because I'm finna to say this because of the pull of the spirit is so strong and he's going to get. Into more than about hypnosis. Do you know that a lot of things, traditions can hypnotize you? Traditions. It's like a hypnosis, meaning that we can know something is wrong and still celebrate it. It's like a hypnotism. We do things and knowing it's wrong. We hear things and knowing it's wrong, but still People stay in relationships, men and women, knowing that it's no good. Now, I'm not saying it's hypnotism, but it's a strong pull. Christmas or any other holiday, traditional, even some church traditions, the same way. That's why it's hard for some people to get out of certain denominations. That's why it's hard for some people to get out of certain traditions. That's why it's hard for some people to stop celebrating certain traditions, especially Christmas. Because of the mask of the goodness it portrays. What does the Bible say? Satan come as an angel of light. He comes as an angel of light. So all this stuff that Satan uses, he masks it. He don't mind giving you gifts. He don't mind sending you a smile. As long as you, the, his real meaning is always a mask. When he comes back as the Antichrist, he's going to come as the Messiah, as Jesus. People are going to worship him. People are going to call him God. He's going to do some good things, I believe. He's going to clean out some bad people. See, that's Satan. If he's going to do that then and he done it in the past, what makes he think he wouldn't do it for a holiday? It's been working for all these years. He never changes his tactics. So when Christmas comes, it's a pull on all of us because we're thinking about it. That joy comes and then that stress comes joy first and then stress come joy and then stress in that order joy and then stress healing keep you joyful and then you burn out you get in a good relationship and then you find out it's bad so that's what Satan does you know So it's that power, that hypnosis about Christmas that a lot of people, even when they hear this or see videos like this, they won't be able to let go. They will make up excuses just like they do Halloween for Hallelujah Day and all that stuff. Valentine's Day, they make up a reason. And most people, I believe, know it's pagan, but they make up a reason to try to mask it, make it good for their own good and put Christ's name in front of it and I don't think God is pleased with that but that's what I got I'm going to let him finish up and then I'm going to let you go and I'm going to let you hear the other documentary later on the next time because that's a different perspective from somebody else but a lot of the same things that these people are saying as well
2: the whole ritual that's being done and you don't have any idea why you're doing it you're completing the whole satanic ritual and you have no idea why you're doing it wow you're getting socially programmed
1: to partake in this demonic. Now, this is what I'm talking about. He, he This is deep. Socially programmed. Listen to the word. Socially programmed. Listen, I'm going to let him finish, and then I'm going to let you try to figure it out from there. I don't have to explain everything to you, okay?
2: Custom, and you have no idea why you're doing it. So the hypnosis starts right after you finish at the end of November, and you get bombarded with all type of uh, Christmas carols and Christmas movies and lights, different colors, and it's very obvious that Christmas has nothing to do with the birth of Christ. Because every store you go to, you go to Walmart, Walgreens, all you're going to hear is Rudolph the Red-Nosed Ranger. What does that have to do with the birth of Christ? You're going to hear Santa Claus is coming to town. What does that have to do with the birth of Christ? And then on top of that, they mix in a small portion of religious belief just to mask it over and to cause confusion and make some people believe like, okay, you know what? Maybe it does have something to do with Christ. When, at all, all that is is a delusion and a disguise to what they have you doing already. They building you up to finish to, to complete this ritual at the end of the month. So they start all the way from November with the hypnosis, and you like a a, um, a, a walking zombie.
1: Have you ever felt like that And, and when Christmas comes? When I was talking about my lifestyle with Christmas and, you know, what I went through with Christmas and everything like that, I, I, I was sold to thinking that paganism was taking over Christmas our soul to think that that paganism was taking over Christmas, the Santa Claus and everything they still in Christmas they taking Christ out of Christmas that's what I believe the enemy wanted me to think and want us to think that paganism was taking over Christmas see, taking over Christ, but Christ was never in Christmas see what was happening was they added a little religion in it, the an nativity and all that stuff in Rome and all that, added to the Catholic Church. They added a little bit of this, a little bit of that, to make it seem like it was about Jesus' birth. But it's always been about Saturn. It's always been about paganism. So therefore, when it added Christianity, you look around and you say, man, they... It's supposed to be about Jesus, but all we see is voodoo, rain and those reindeer and all this other Christmas stuff that ain't got nothing to do with Christ. So we thinking this, they're taking away from Christ, paganism, and Christmas is becoming paganism. But what we seem to realize, Christmas was all already pagan and it never was Christ. It's one of us we're around. It always been about Satan and always been about paganism. It never was about Christ. Christ was just used like they use him today in churches. He was just used. That's hard to swallow. Like I say, you can follow up and look up this stuff yourself that's hard to swallow. And I really don't have to say it anymore. You have to make your do your own research about this. See? Some of us can't take a lot of truth serum, or hidden truth, or whatever you want to call it. Okay. But when you I'm gonna let you see another doc here another documentary tomorrow, Lord's willing, and uh of another hit on the beginning and the history. When you start seeing these start saying, Man, they all just about saying the same thing. About Odom, they, they go getting more to about the Santa Claus uh Thing so much or then you get it it's not Chris Kringle uh Saint Nicholas and whatever like that it's about the, the depiction of Santa Claus how that started but the, it's, it's some deep stuff and it's straight up paganism it's straight up paganism you know I ain't know if it's true yeah the history is true it's just what you what you are not going to do with it because we've been celebrating it and some people been celebrating for all their life like ourselves I don't know more but you know a lot of people have and the more I learn about it the more I get further and further away from it so I feel good about not celebrating it and at the same time I don't knock nobody else that do you know but the point is how much of as a believer that we celebrate things of Satan and don't know it and try to put Jesus' name in front of it to appease us is it all about Jesus or it about us who is Christmas really about and we need to be honest, this is about Jesus or it's about you and I? If I go to somebody's house, they call themselves a Christian, and see the way they celebrate it, and if it's alcohol, if it's liquor, loud, laughing, cussing, everything like that, and they got Christmas carols over here, and they might got Santa Claus over there, on the other side, you see Jesus, and he's hanging up on the cross, It's all about self. It's all about the flesh. It has nothing to do with Jesus. All you gotta do is look at how people celebrate in their own house and you will know if it's about Jesus or it's about Satan or they are, they caught up in their spirit and don't even know it. That's what he was talking about, the hypnosis. Some of these people mean me well. They mean very well and don't know they celebrating Satan. None of us knew we celebrated Satan. When I used to have those parties, we used to get together with my partners and we go in there, we drinking and we drink smoking pot and everything. And a lot of us at that time thought it was the birth of Jesus without even knowing. We wasn't celebrating Christ with all that wild living we was doing. Ain't no way. But you couldn't tell us that. <laughs> Wow, you couldn't tell us that, man. We was partying all kinds of ways, man. Even the ones that celebrating uh, Santa Claus and Rudolph, they don't know that. You know, the ones that's doing both, celebrating Santa Claus and all that stuff and Jesus and Nativity. Now you say it, confusing that sounds. You think God is pleased with that? And the Bible talks about, you know, I forgot the, the complete quote. When they used to do things in the past, God winked at their sins then. He does that now. See, God is not accusing us or imputing sin against us. But at the same time, we're going to suffer the consequences as a believer at the judgment seat of Christ, of lack of rewards, of what we know and what we've done in our bodies. Now the unsaved is a different whole different ball game. If they don't get saved, they'll have to face the great white throne judgment. But I'm talking about the believers. We're gonna say we're gonna be face the beamer seat, the judgment seat of Christ. So we will get judged of knowing these things and what we do with it. Not salvation, but rewards. So we must remember that, okay? All right, I'm gonna end it right there. It's more to this. But I don't know. I don't want this to be too long, and I want you to get bored. But I'm going to let you hear the end of this, and I'm going to close it. And I'm gonna set you up tomorrow, lords willing and let you hear a little more of another documentary before Christmas Day. And then you go from there. I'm not trying to persuade you, like I always say, or dissuade you. But at least you you can say you heard some type of history, and it's up to you to follow up on it. Okay? Here we go. Let's finish this.
2: They implanting it in your mind and working on the and and you and. S- sending vibrations and signals into your brain waves and getting you prepared to, 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 to participate in this ritual and, you, and, and, you, and everybody gets all hyped up and ramped up to do it when you don't have any idea you're about to participate in a satanic ritual on a very high level and Christians talking about they're going to put the Christ back in Christmas how are you going to put the Christ back in Christmas when Christ was never in Christmas
1: that's what I was saying
2: that's another delusion have people thinking that they're doing something right trying to have people rationalize in their mind for the reason that they're about to go do this ritual Well, maybe I can I can just say it's the worship of Christ. No, it's not the worship of Christ. It has nothing to do with Christ, and it's self-evident. When you look on the TV, you're going to see Santa Claus. You're going to see Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. You're going to see a snowman. What does any of that have to do with Christ? Like it was mentioned before, Constantine mixed paganism in with Christianity. And eventually, paganism overtook the whole doctrine of Christianity. It flooded the Christian doctrine, until so there was no more remains of the actual origin of the Christian doctrine. That's essentially what happened. And now you
1: left doing Satan. Oh, this is (laughs) Andrew.
2: He done slithered his way all the way into Christianity, and nobody would ever take the time to look and say, you know what? Let me find you everybody looking for Satan somewhere else. Maybe Satan over here. When Satan got his own base and headquarters right in Christianity. He got everybody deceived. Revelations 12, verse 9. And the great dragon was cast out. That old serpent
1: called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. I'm going to leave it at that. And you just go from there. All right? This is just part two of my segment of Why Don't, Why Stop Celebrating Christmas. You heard this first documentary. Now I'm going to give you another documentary, you know, in the future coming up. God bless you all. This is Joseph Brownlee, Body of Christ, Real Talk. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. John 8 and 32. Let's not run for the truth. Let's ask questions. Let's do our research. What you don't search for, you'll never know. Okay? Truth sometimes looks us right in the face. But if you hypnotize and you caught up in your traditions or our traditions, Everything else we can't see or everything else is a lie. And we forget what truth is. We don't know what truth is. Boy, that's scary. God bless you. Body Christ Real Talk. Get ready for part three of Why I Stop Celebrate Christmas. Love you all. Bye-bye. Peace out.
0: Get in zone, auto
2: zone.
1: Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? I think my battery's dead.
0: With free battery testing and charging, we can help you get back on the road.
2: Get in zone.
0: So what if I need a new one? No problem. We have the right battery for your car, starting at only 89
2: dollars Auto-
0: And what about my old battery? We can recycle it right here at America's number one battery destination.
2: Get in
0: zone. Auto-zone. Restrictions apply.